Hello, everyone. I am Kristen Crockett, and welcome to another episode of Courageous Destiny, Build a Business and Life You Love. I am so honored and blessed today to have Letty Velez, CEO of Velez Global Enterprises. Letty, I, I, I cannot even express just how much of an awesome force of nature this woman is. I had the honor of meeting Letty, oh gosh, it had to have been almost 10 years ago now at, you know, a very amazing self-development seminar. And ever since then, she has been a force and to be reckoned with in my life, always standing for me in my small business. And I have watched her help hundreds of women and men in business get cap access to capital and actually been able to fund their business. And it was so important to me, you know, Courageous Destiny is all about building a business and life you love. And so many people don't build a business because they think it's going to be impossible to raise the kind of money that they need to be able to do this. And one of the things that's so amazing about Letty is not only does she have amazing consulting skills and can help people navigate the business world and the small business world, but she also helps them get access to capital. Letty, thank you so <laughs> much for coming on to my show today. <laughs> thank you, Kristen. <laughs> to everybody on the show. Kristen's amazing. Yeah, we met many years ago and we were totally in a different space. Yes. <laughs> But we were um, seeking change and positive things. And what I loved about Kristen was her her personality and her energy when she would come into a room. And and I would see her and I was like, who is that beast coming in the room? I'm like, I got to get to know her. And uh, thank you, Kristen, for the invitation to be on this podcast. Um, yeah, when it comes to small business, I tell people, you got to be a little crazy to be in small business. I'm a lot of cray cray in small business. <laughs> One of my favorite nicknames that I've ever given you is Hurricane Letty. And <laughs> one of the reasons why I gave you that nickname is I will never forget. So in a lot of ways, Letty actually um, taught me how to network and invited me to one of my first networking events 10 years ago. Now, I was in sales for 20 years myself in corporate sales. And we would go to trade shows and we would get clients that way. But networking was a little bit different of an animal, one in which I wasn't accustomed to. So it was very new for me. And I was also new being a coach. And I will never forget Letty say, oh, I'm going to introduce this person and this person, and this person, and this person. <laughs> and then me going, okay. I, I remember I was going to back off at one point and we were in the car and we were ready to go. And then Letty in her pair of stilettos, she's the woman that she thinks would be a really great matchup for me to speak to. And she bolts out of the car. She goes and grabs that person. It's like, come on, come on. It doesn't matter where the car is. Let's go get them. And I'll never forget that. I in, never a par in a parking lot. In a parking lot. I'm like, I love this lady. Oh, how can I have that courage? Because I didn't have that courage innately way back then. And she did. And she was that example for me. Oh, thank you. You know, I make uh, networking a game. It's a yeah. game and a hunt. And I always tell people when you go networking, 
don't expect to go in there and like meet everybody and the key people you're looking for. Go in there expecting to meet two to, I'm sorry, three to four new friends. And just know you're not going to like everybody and that not everybody's going to like you and it's okay. But, um, and don't go in there with your uh, difficult challenges of financial stresses or bills in your mind or God, I got to get to know this person. They got to give me a contract or an opportunity. Go in there excited about new friends, new potential. You never know what's going to come out of that. And don't discount people by their age, their demographic, their height, because I'm very petite and the stilettos <laughs> definitely give me height. <laughs> um, but I tell people when they're like, you're really short. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm like, my attitude is bigger than you. I'm like over 10 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. You are. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and I remember you actually gave me some tips early on that I thought were really valuable. One of them was to take a picture with you always took. I always noticed you took all these pictures with people. Yes. And the other thing that you do, Letty, and I think you just do it naturally, <laughs> you would always make people feel like they were the president of the United States. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't matter. Like, you know, and, and it was a natural thing. Like you really saw the greatness in people. Mm -hmm. And so when I noticed that about you, and I noticed that when you were navigating a room, it was <laughs> always just so natural. And everybody that you touched just felt great about themselves. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the picture point that Kristen's describing is, especially if I feel something really good with someone, I'm like, oh my God, let's take a picture, you know? And they're like, okay. So they get excited <laughs> and take a picture. But then when there's people and you go networking and they don't have their business card because they're this corporate leader or whatever they are, then you could say, come on, let's take a picture. And then let me have your email address and I'm going to send it to you. Um, because that way, when I send it to you, you're going to remember who I am. And it's mm -hmm. so hard for someone to tell you no so it's actually a trick of mine, which is mm -hmm. very successful and works. Um, you take a picture and you're having fun with them. And it's not weird and awkward. And I know some guys are like, well, that's kind of weird because I'm a guy. No, because you make it fun. I see guys all the time. They're like, selfie, you know, and they're doing all this stuff and they make it fun. Um, and that's what you got to do so you can get around things. And uh, Kristen, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll make this really quick, but this happened in Washington. So I love power networking. And then there was open seating, like there was reserve tables. And I'm the type that like, don't put baby in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I grabbed a table that had no sign and it was by the front. And so then uh, what I do is I scope out the room and then I'm like, oh, that person looks like fun. That looks like a mover and shaker. And so I started inviting people to my table. And so I had one seat left. And this uh, gentleman came up to the table, this African-American gentleman, and I could tell he was like a, a leader leader. And so he comes to the table and he says, you know, is this seat available? And I was like, I don't know. It depends who you are. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, you, what did you just say to me? <laughs> Maybe it's the Latina in me that I'm a, I have a little sass. So anyways, he's laughing and he tells me who he is. And I said, absolutely have a seat. Right. And so I gave him my name, you know, I welcomed him to the table. I actually walked around to introduce myself and he sat down. And when I went back to sit down, I wanted to give him my card, but I wanted to get his card. And he had told me he had already Googled me from when I had walked to the other side of the room to come or to the table and then come back to him. And at that time, Google wasn't like really popular. And I was like, you Googled me? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you look like you're very connected. <laughs> and he was um, uh, head of procurement at uh, Nationwide Insurance. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you never know who you're going to meet. And that's what I love so much 
Um, and, and what I think is so valuable for people is to get out, you know, one of the things I say, when you want to grow your business, you need new connections all the time. You always yep. need a regular flow of new connections. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at it. And I learned this from you, like a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going into this place. I don't know who am I going to meet? Who can I help? Who can I, who can I raise the vibration of? To yeah. me, it's so much fun to say, how can I be in the service of somebody because I'm here? How can mm-hmm. I help change their life? Even if it was just a little bit to inspire them to take mm-hmm. on something that they might not have taken on before. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I, and I learned a lot of that from you. Mm-hmm. So thank and, you. And another, and another great tip, Kristen, because LinkedIn is so hot mm-hmm. and LinkedIn is the number one professional social network in the world. Um, what I've done, especially when I'm going to events and then a particular event that I maybe am obsessed with, like, oh my God, look at the speakers. So I will pre go after the speakers on LinkedIn right before the event. And I'll, I'll create a canned, cause you only have 300 characters. I'll create a canned message. I conclude it with my email address guys. Well, whoever you talk to on LinkedIn, when you're doing outreach, always add your email address. It's a tip at the end. And then I'll tell them, oh my God, I'm going to see you at this event. And then I'll send that out. And then when I go to the event, I tell the people like, oh my God, I just reached out to you on LinkedIn. They're like, you did? Or I'll have people where I've been on a panel or speaking like now, and they'll be in the audience and I'll be giving tips about LinkedIn. And they're like, oh my God, I just reached out to you on LinkedIn and you already reached out to me. You know, and I'm like, oh yeah. You know, so those are things that again, create something that's fun and almost relational because you got the event. It's your personality that you're putting into the message and then your personality of meeting them in person. No, I love that. I love that it's got a flow to it, a, a little bit of a structure so that you you know where you're guiding and where your relationship is going to have that next touch point. You yep. know, touch points with people and new connections is really important as you are getting to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. one of the ways that you help clients too is through how to set up an effective um, business development in LinkedIn, correct? Isn't that? Oh yeah. So I've done LinkedIn training for people and it's just interesting because people are like, oh, you know, I've seen this on LinkedIn. I've done that. And I'm like, listen, but if I share with you the formula of what I've done, because now I have like 7,000 connects and guys check me out. It's like my name that written under here on the zoom, Letty Velez at LinkedIn, Velez Global Enterprises. And um, a quick story is that years ago, when LinkedIn was like kind of first starting out, I transitioned from owning a bus company in Chicago. At the time, I was only Latina owned bus company, mini bus company. And then I, um, you know, transitioned out of that and I was going to start this consulting company. And I thought, well, I got to rebrand myself. How do I do that? And I only have 234 connections, Kristen. And so then I thought, well, who do I know that everybody would like and love? And since when I had the bus company, I created Walmart's first free shuttle program in the country in Chicago. I'm like, I'm going to go after my Walmart peeps and my mentors. I went into their networks and I started like digging and then reaching out to people in their networks. And to this day, when, when I see people that I really love, that I think are influential, I love their message, I'll go into their storylines and then I'll look at people that respond and then I go into them and start connecting with them. Okay. And from that, Kristen, in 2019, LinkedIn corporate reached out to me and was like, oh, we would like to invite you to be one of our advisors because we're going to work on some small business stuff. And there was four of us. And I was so excited. I was like jacked out of my mind, like, oh, my God. But I only had like 3000 connections. And I'm like, what is it about me? 
So I was able to get the corporate guy on a call one day and I said, what was it about me? And he said, oh, you were fearless in there. You write stories, you connect with people, you know, all these things. So LinkedIn can be such an asset at the free. You don't have to do the premium because I had that too, but I didn't see a huge like need. Um, so now I'm back to free, uh, but you could do so much and you can write stories. And then I thought when I first heard about those, that that was LinkedIn writing a story, but it was actually the people writing it in their own platforms. I love that. I love that, Letty. And I'm, and, you know, thank you for sharing that. If you're listening to this podcast, Letty is giving you some real tips that she provides, you know, to her clients, you know, that she consults. So by all means, take on some of these. Or if you're sitting here listening right now and you have some questions, you didn't quite get it, reach out to her because I know she'd love to connect and hear from you. Yeah. One of, I want to transition a little bit and I want to talk about how you help people fund business. And how you're able to to do, you know, to find money that, you know, other people might not even know is available. So can you give us a little bit about what you do to help support people through that process? Yeah. So again, going to my former company, because that's where the history starts, is I had challenges as a female and as a minority getting access to capital. At the time, yes, my, my business was in the millions, but that doesn't matter. It's neither here you nor there. You owned, now I want to make sure people know this. <laughs> you owned a bus company yeah. in the city of Chicago. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you guys, this woman can hustle. This woman can hustle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Riker said, because I would always tell people I'm such a hustler. <laughs> yeah. I'm she like, wait hustle. till I get book smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so basically um, I had to self-fund. And then I would do funds, uh, friends and family. So one tip that I want to recommend for you guys, whoever is trying to either start a business or needs funding in the current business or whatever challenges occur, is when I would do friends and family, and Chris, I don't know if I ever told you this, but what I would do is I would make an offer to a family member and say, listen, I'll give you, for example, 10% if you lend me X amount of dollars for X amount of months. And then I would do a written agreement with my driver's license, with my address, all this information and theirs and banking, routing and all that. So they could see, I was serious. This was a business transaction. This was not a friendly thing. This was not a family thing. This was a business transaction where someone could make money. And a dear friend of mine who ended up doing that when I had the bus company, um, she was amazing because she lent, lent me 6,000. It was during recession. And she said, you know what I loved about the opportunity? She's like, I was going to buy another townhouse and I needed extra money and I didn't know how I was going to make it. And when you reached out to me, it was the amount I needed. So she was ecstatic. So we never know who's needing some money, right? So that's that pocket. But then going forward, now I have this consulting company, Velez Global Enterprises. And during the pandemic is really when I beasted out on grants and grant writing, because I'll be honest with you guys, there was so much white noise of who was going to jail, who couldn't get funding, all this drama, trauma. And I was like, so I went to the federal government and I'm like, what are these rules? And I studied them for four days. I learned and I looked at them and I thought I can do this. I had just started learning how to use a spreadsheet, which is crazy because my son Antonio was like, mom, you got to learn how to use a spreadsheet. So that <laughs> became the method of my methodology and madness of helping small businesses and nonprofits get access to capital. And I started getting businesses approved. So I've acquired as of 
recently over $7.6 million in grant funding and some funding. And what I love about this is that I've become so obsessive with grants that on the access to capital that I offer on my small business as one of our pillars is really the primary now of just grants and then secondary is loans, right? So our solution is how about debt-free funding, debt-free access to capital? And that's what grants are. So just picture that, yeah, you're going to invest and maybe spend a little money to pay someone to write it up unless you try it yourself, uh, which you can. But sometimes with an experienced grant writer, they kind of already have successes and can like, you know, uh, figure out how to write things or how to navigate stuff. And so because of that, I'm able to, me and the team, we're able to take even grants that were won <clears throat> and sometimes recycle that. The other recommendation, Kristen, that's really key that I want to say here is when you guys are applying for a grant, make sure you PDF or screenshot each page and then create a digital folder in your computer to save title the grant, the digital folder with the grant name and then stick the pages in there so that in the future, you know what you wrote or have a Word doc or Google doc. And on you can build a build on that and not have yes. to start from scratch each time. There you go. Yes. So that's one of the best things that I do and the best tips. And then what I do when I write grants, uh, when we write grants for clients, we PDF everything. And in the end, we tell them, okay, you're submitted. And here's a copy, PDF or screenshots, but normally PDF, of everything that was submitted. So now they have proof. Because I've worked with people before where they're like, yeah, I, wrote, I paid someone, a grant writer to do something, but I never got anything back. So how do you know they even did it? Right? Oh. Some. Some yeah. entities will send you an email saying, we accept it, we received your application. But for the most part, I would say about 95% don't send anything, okay? And um, because I did that, even during the pandemic, that helped us when we had challenges with the SBA and some of our applications, because we already had the information and numbers on there that they were asking for, okay? Um, so on what I want you guys to think about is that you could be a startup, you could be veteran, you could be woman, you could be LGBTQ, you could be African-American, Hispanic, indigenous. There's such a variety of grants. So what you want to do is you want to go on the internet and you want to Google whatever that specific thing is and then grants. Or you could be small business grants, nonprofit grants, ministry nonprofit grants. And so you just got to be creative and it's very tedious. Um, and hunting is takes hours and hours. But to be honest with you, if you get a chance and you learn how to do it and you you think about looking for gold, Kristen, you know, I had to um, recently I was asked in a program I was in how much grant funding did I receive in the last couple of years? Right. And I never thought about that because I knew I'm talking about me now that I had been grant funding and, and applying for grants. And I did the total and I was one hundred thousand dollars in grants. And I was like, wow, you know, you'd have a 10,000 mm -hmm. here, you'd have a little one here, you know, whatever, 8,000 here, 12,000 here. Well, I, want, I want small businesses too. So if you're a business owner, you're somebody thinking about going into business, imagine, you know, $5,000 can get you your, you know, if you, if you find $5,000 you didn't know was out there and available to you, mm -hmm. you know, if you work with somebody like Letty, she can do all of the applying for you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, she might have a service charge in there because she is doing the work, Yeah, but she's going to find you money to do things like 
you know, mm -hmm. set up, you know, maybe you want to set up a funnel. Maybe you want to um, have some videos done of yourself so that you can have some promotional material. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to get a website created and generated on your behalf. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's some really specific things that if you have grant money that comes to you, mm -hmm. you're able to invest that into your business and be able to really be able to start to really press goal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> In a whole new you way. Said, <laughs> and those are a few you things. Said, you said something great because if you're a ministry nonprofit, most funders do not like funding religious related. Right. So what I also encourage because so our three pillars are revenue growth, amplifying the brand and access to capital. We already know that the access to capital and grants is the focus here. So I recommend to my clients in the ministry is if they're only a ministry 501c3, that I recommend incorporating a new nonprofit that's not religious-based where they can do all this other work because there are so many more grants for nonprofits. One of the blessings that did come out of the pandemic, Kristen, and to everybody here, was that small business grants became available. They were so rare prior to the pandemic. And then the civil unrest caused another flow of grants for African-American community that are still flowing out amazingly, especially right now, there's a lot of women-focused ones. But there's a grant that's coming out in the state of Illinois that has to do with a capital development grant where you can now acquire a commercial property. In the past, it was um, kind of like a reimbursable grant to build out your property, and now it's to acquire. So look at your state. Well, I have a you client. Know, I've got to. I've got to set up with you because they want to open up a brick and mortar. There you go. You know, because that matches their business model. It doesn't match everybody's yes. business model, but it. You know that's something that's huge. And she's women owned. Yes, and then so. the other thing is, some states, some counties, some cities, even if they're large, they don't have good information for grants that they're offering or anything. But guys, you just got to dig. You just got to dig and you never know what you're going to find. But just picture that it's free money to fund your business. And I saw one, Kristen, I saw a few of them that are for startup, like that if you're in college. So they want 25 and under. Or I saw one the other day, 40 and under. And maybe it's a thousand dollar one. Maybe it's 2,500. But come on, guys, when you add that all up, you never know what's the opportunity. You don't know the opportunity. And that's why that was one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure I had you on here to today, Letty, because it's something that I know that you're always researching, that you're always the walking the talk of, you're always finding new avenues, and you care. To me, that's what's really important. I know that Letty Velez cares about, you know, somebody that she's working with getting the access so that they can be able to generate that business that they love. Mm -hmm. And Kristen, this is really funny. And whoever's watching this, I hope you guys get this in your brain. I always tell people, I feel like the Latina Robin Hood finding the money and bringing it back to the people. Yes. people like, <laughs> Let is Robin Hood. <laughs> Latina Robin yeah. Hood. Very yeah. cute. Very stylish. Yeah, thank Hood. you. And another thing, guys, is finding out on your Department of Economic and Commerce for your state. You know, like I said, on some advisory boards. So I love to be in the know what's coming down the pipeline. You know, what are challenges from the past? I'm constantly giving advice to the state or I've done it federally on what's broken, what's messed up, what are the challenges? And I'm very transparent and honest because 
I'm not going to waste my time or yours, but I'm going to tell you what's messed up so you could fix it. And I had that during the pandemic or actually about a year ago, um, you know, I was asked to speak and advise for a few months um, through Goldman Sachs, the head of or one of the top people at the SBA on access to capital. And I told her, this is what's broken, you know, and she was like, I never heard of that. I'm like, I get it. But they're going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what the truth is. Yeah. And she loved me and I loved her too. I was just like, you know, I need to tell you what's up. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and that's something that I think that people don't realize is when you, when you hire, you know, for me, a coach, right. Or a consultant, it isn't necessarily that you can't do things or figure out things on your own, but if you want to get there faster, <laughs> oh, that's excellent. You know, and if you really get that, there's only so many breaths that you're going to take in this life. You know, and most likely, you know, if you're anything like me, I don't know, and I don't necessarily want to know so much about grants and access to capital, but I would love to have that kind of, you know, influx into my business. Mm -hmm. I can work with somebody like Letty and she's the expert. Like I already know she's the expert. So finding people that are already the experts help you get to where you want so much faster Oh, and this is her wheelhouse. This is her avenue of genius. I always say people to, to my clients, what are the things that you're really, really good at? What are the things that you're naturally good at? You need to spend time when you're in business working in your core genius, mm -hmm. right? And doing those things that you love to do that expand your energy, that make you feel really good about you, that are really valuable to other people. And then mm -hmm. find ways to still be able to reap the benefits and find experts like Letty that can help you, you know, in those things that you might not be so great at. That's, so. A, that's a great point. And what mm -hmm. people have to remember is um, a couple of things. So on grants, it could, it's like the lottery, you know, right. say to people say to me, can you guarantee? No, I cannot guarantee. And no. if anybody guarantees you grants, they're lying. So right. be aware of those things. Right. But what people get with me when we're doing the grant writing is because of my very vast network and, and, access to decision makers or people in whatever sectors, um, they're going to get a grant writer and then they're going to get this beast and team that is going to reach out when there's challenges. I mean, we had someone during, right. during the funding during pandemic that it showed up that she was dead and she's like, I'm not dead. I'm like, I know you're not dead. We got your money last year and you're still here. <laughs> and so then, um, you know, we worked on that. And because I got access to the federal, I was able to communicate that. And two weeks later, she got 350,000. That was bottlenecking. And the legislators locally weren't helping after I went after them, paid to be on webinars to tell them. I did anything. Guys, I fight in a way that, that you'll never see in just a grant writer. Um, you're much more than that. <laughs> That's why, I, in fact, I have to say that it, you're so much more than that. You're finding you. the money for people. You're a huge stand. And you're helping them grow their business. You're Absolutely. And then helping people overcome the fears and the challenges. Like I tell people, like, I get it. You know, I've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen the negative zero. I've seen the millions. But but nonetheless, there's still so many unknowns. And there's always these fears of what do I do? How do I do this? And then Kristen, you know that when uh, 
the previous election, uh, when President Biden won, he was president-elect, I was just like, I want to get to more small businesses. Like, I need a presidential appointment. And I was telling people, I'm like, I need to go get to the White House. And they're like, you'll never get it. I'm like, people are being sworn in. And I did so much networking and outreach online. I got into the White House and I got interviewed by the White House and by the head of the SBA for a presidential appointment. And I would have been the first Latina to oversee six states with the state of Illinois being in there. And I didn't get it, guys, but here's what I learned. I wanted it so bad and I wanted the interview. I got it. I was only a handful of people that were interviewed. But to get that because of my drive. And then, Kristen, I'm thinking maybe God said she can't have that job because she's got to help the people she's not be something bigger to do. Yeah. yeah. That's always redirected. You know, Lenny, what I love so much about you sharing that is number one, a lot of the times it's not the actual result or the appointment that is the beauty of the situation. It's what we learn and the journey along the way. Mm. It really is. And, and now you can help people with the journey, you know, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Heart, heart, heart. But it's so important. It's so important that, you know, one of the things that I love to share in business is to be able to attach to the actions be able to be that stand for yourself that believes that you can do anything, but don't be so attached to one thing that it shuts you down, you know, because there's so many opportunities and people that you meet along the way. And I believe that if you keep standing up for your business and you keep believing in that product or service that you sell so much, Mm-hmm. And you don't believe that there's a bunch of limits in your way and you just keep showing up for, you know, in, in a courageous way, right. Yes. Living your courageous yes. destiny. <laughs> and Which your is business. so perfect because yes. that's what we need to do in life what we want. But I heard this years ago from someone, she was reading a book and she's like, Hey, I read in this book that it said for every person that doesn't bring a dream to life on small business, 13,000 people will have a loss. And I was like, oh, I even got goosebumps. Wow. Again. But the fact that there is a dollar amount to that, that you that they could quantify in this book. And then she's like, imagine the cemetery, how many lost dreams that nobody brought a small business to life to help this world or empower a community. Wow. Kristen, what I love about grants and, and for everybody here to know is the grants saved jobs. They mm-hmm. saved people's families, livelihoods, or individuals. It helped people come out of a depression in a state. I had so many people that were turned down by their banks, by their CPAs or bookkeepers. And I was such a beast that I was like, just give me a chance. And I helped people get approved that were denied. It doesn't mean everybody will be, but could you imagine having someone fight for you that way, as opposed to just spending um, a dollar amount to pay this fee for grant writing? And not have anything but like, oh, I wrote it, there it is, and that's it. No, we give so much more that people feel the love and they feel nurtured. And then we take it really personal. We want people to win. So our goal is that even though we don't do this all the time because we can't, sometimes we'll put an extra grant in for someone that maybe wasn't approved. Um, you know, you never know what someone needs and they just need that love of someone. You're an incredibly giving person. And when somebody hires you and puts their faith in you, they're putting their faith into a good place and into a good heart. They're Mm going to get way more than whatever it is they invested in 
or whatever commissions or shares that happen because they were awarded a grant. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they they will. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to showcase you in particular, Letty, because I know you help dreams come true. I know oh. it and I've seen it. <laughs> and and I love I love that you're being honest, right? It's not something that everybody is necessarily going to be able to to get. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you can, if you don't go down that avenue, you already know there's no possibility. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you don't apply for grants, if you don't find out about access to capital, if you don't, if you're if you're listening to this and go, oh, I wonder if there's something in there for me, reach out to Letty. Mm. Reach out. Like, like have that, you know, have enough faith in yourself and in your business that you can at least make that call, at least make that connection. Because the only thing that's for sure is if you don't make a reach out and you don't make the connection and that there is no possibility. Yeah. And that sucks in my world. (laughs) Like that sucks in my world. Yeah. I've got got two questions I have to answer, ask, ask you. Because I know that, you know, we've got about a half an hour and I know that we, you're going to come back and we're going to have other conversations. Okay. But one of the things that I want to know is what is the most courageous thing you've ever done in business? Um, You know, I think it was, um, well, it's actually two things. It was the White House thing because I wanted a presidential appointment. But the other thing was that... (laughs) I asked the global CEO of Walmart to give me an endorsement. <laughs> and Did I, do that? <laughs> I, I remember when I when I, I had met him years ago because I was part of a whole bunch of stuff that Walmart had me running across the country speaking. They were I was the face of small business for their $20 billion commitment to women in the world. And I remember meeting him and we took a picture. And I remember we were talking, he says, you know, Letty, he goes, you should work for Walmart. And I said, no, we could work together. And, you know, I created their first free shuttle program. So, you know, every so often I would reach out to him. And so anyways, I sent this email and I was like, can you give me a letter of endorsement? Do you remember me? <laughs> and so then what I did is I even wrote and put in there an example of a template of a letter of endorsement. And then, um, the reaction was so precious that I remember I was in Las Vegas at a hotel when I did this. My son lives in Vegas. And I remember after I hit send, I was running around the room like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it. Oh, my God. And then the next day, early in the morning, I get a response from him. And it was amazing. And then three days later, I got the letter. And I have to tell you, um, there's nothing more precious and so um, like a confirmation when you get a response back. And then Kristen, when I did that with the White House, I actually wrote a letter to the president thanking him for the opportunity. And I'm thinking this guy probably doesn't even know that I you know, got interviewed. And would you believe it? I actually got a letter and I actually have it here framed from the president of the United States, President Biden, thanking me for my service to the country. Because I said, I am committed to stay involved with small business and that I support the White House efforts and our country's effort to uplift small businesses. So I hope people are, that's pretty courageous. And I love that. And I, I think we could do a show on that and all of your learnings from that experience. Okay. So what is the second question? And then we got to wrap up. What is the most courageous thing that you have left to do in business? 
write a book. Woo! <laughs> I got two books that are the first ones to come out and they're pretty powerful. They're amazing. And um, I just haven't done it yet. Oh, Letty. Yes. Yes. You guys, I know so many stories and I've had the honor of, of breaking bread with this woman many times and having her cook for me because she's an amazing cook <laughs> and she just takes care of the people that she loves so much and, mm -hmm. and so thoroughly. And it's, 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 you can't even imagine this book when it comes out, how awesome it's going to be. <laughs> oh my you. gosh, Letty, thank you so much for coming on my show. And thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And thank you for being that stand for, for business owners. Cause God knows that we need the support. We definitely yeah. need the support. It is scary to be a small business, you know, yeah. and it, it takes a lot of courage to have something that you're passionate about and want to build your life around that. So mm -hmm. thank you for being a resource for all of us and being that stand for small business that you are. Thank you, Kristen. And I'll leave them with two tips. One okay, tip great. is um, make sure that you realize and write down the historical things you're doing or the relationships you have, and then share forward and market yourself. Who's going to tell the story better than you? Right. And, you know, and share in such a way and do research on how to share stories and what type, type of words to use. Cause I do that a lot. I do a lot of R and D. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, support others and yeah. nominate them for things and recognize them. And then one last tip is look for cohorts of learning. You know, I created one, Kristen, you know, it's called I See Latinas uh, Cohorts of Learning, and I have other ones that are coming. But look for cohorts that you can learn from, from seasoned, experienced people and try and find entities and people that have done it, not just being part of a cohort that maybe the teacher's never done it. So they're just teaching like a school and not against them. But I love learning from people that will tell you the raw truth of the hell it is to try and grow a business and the challenges and how to overcome them. Yes, that's why I always tell people, make sure you believe it 100% in that product or service that you sell if you're going to open a business around it, because the shit will hit the fan, excuse my language. <laughs> and it, sure hit the fan, it can hit the fan frequently. And yeah. so you better love it and you better believe in it. Because yeah. you're not going to want to quit because the only way you fail yeah. is if you do quit. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Find a way. Yes. Heart. Why, why can't I do this? Heart. Okay. There we go. I'll do it now. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you so much for coming on, Letty. And thank you. thank you to my listeners for listening. And we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Live courageously.